and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to guide you through a movie. Each and every month there's a theme, and from now, well June until the end of July, is the summer of Spidey, my look at all the live action Spider-Man movies. So here we have it, a new decade, a new actor, a new suit, same origin story however, hmm with The Amazing Spider-Man, coming out five years after Spider-Man 3. From what I have read online, Sam Raimi was also up to direct Spider-Man 4, all the way up to, 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 uh, to 2010. However, the studio decided to pull his funding and reboot the franchise after only five short years. So, here we have it in glorious 3D, and I think 4DX, remember, right? Because I remember sitting in that ridiculous fucking theme chair, fucking theme ride chair, something was pain in the ass thing, spraying water out of place, and that's not malarkey, moving on. Here's what I wrote about this thing back in 2012. So, The Amazing Spider-Man, at the weekend, as I'm calling it from now on, The Ass Amazing Spider-Man, for two reasons. Number one, it's so long your ass will fall asleep, and number two, Garfield's ass in the suit, or like, lack thereof, is distracting. On to the movie itself, this is far too twilight for its own good. Doc Croc is a CGI mess, looking more Goomba from Mario Bros. 94 than a crocodile. Overall, it's long, dull and stale in places. And for a superhero movie, this is beyond dumb. Overall, I'm going to give this thing a 3 out of 10. Now, do I feel the same way 10 years later? Let us find out. With a budget of $200 million, this thing pulled in $758 million. Starring Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Reese Fans, or Rice Fans, where she's fucking him, Dennis Leary, Sally Field, and Martin Sheen. Directed by Mark Webb. At that plot, Peter Parker is your typical high school skater boy geek until he's bitten by a genetically altered spider, giving him spider like powers such as. Wall crawling, also a spidey sense. Meanwhile, across town, a mad doctor working for Oscop develops a serum to help him grow his missing arm back. Unfortunately, it turns onto a seven-foot talking crocodile, calling himself Doc Croc. He plans to turn the city into crocodile people, so no one will be an outsider. It's down to Peter. As Spider-Man and his girlfriend Gwen Stacy to stop the Doc Croc. Can they do so and save the city? I find out here. So, first up, I've got a theory off the bat. If you can't tell your story in 90 to 100, 100 minutes, you are a terrible fucking story writer. I have had enough of these fucking two-hour plus movies that just drag on and on, or three-hour movies just drag on and on and on and on. If you can't tell your story in 90 to 100 and 10 minutes tops, fuck you, I'm watching your movie. So, on to the movie itself. After the studio logos and flippy Marvel page logo, up pops What Else is Spiderweb, along with the title. Opens up on Auto Boy playing hide and seek. He is young Peter Parker, played by Max Charles. Once he's finished counting to 10, he seeks out his dad, Richard Parker, played by Campbell Scott. Wait, this wee boy here is supposed to be four, yet he looks about, what, 11? And oh my god, I just googled him. He is nine at the time. 
Really? He's playing fucking four and he's nine? Jesus, jinkies. Oh my god. So once looking over a house, young Peter finds his dad's study has been broken into and ransacked. Panicked, Richard runs in to find his secret papers as Mary Parker, played by Elizabeth David Davids, scoops up Peter and they take a run for it. Richard clears his research, notes off his blackboard. What about the fuck off tongue? A little late to their mates. When somebody fucking ransacked the place and take photos, it probably. Hmm. As the camera holds on a spider under a glass bell jar. So, this is just going to go down the whole Hulk route where Richard Parker injects himself with the experimental uh, genetically altered DNA stuff, and then he had Peter. Hmm. Running out of the house, they leave Peter with Richard's brother, Uncle Ben, played by Martin Sheen, and Aunt May, played by Sally Field. Uh, with that, the Parkers flee into the night, never to see Peter ever again. Fast forward to 2012, and we meet now-grown Peter, played by Andrew Garfield, who is 29, playing 16. Jesus, jinkies. Anyway, he's your stereotypical skater boy slash science geek slash photographer geek. Hmm. Who is six foot with model good looks and a good body, but yeah, for these purposes, he's a nerd. He's being picked on by Flash Thompson, played by Chris Zylik, I think his name, and his boys because Pete is, as I says, a geek and not into sports. Bearing in mind, Andrew Gafford is the same fucking size as actor, so there we have that one. Hmm. Anywho, a popular girl asks Peter. If he's free for that Friday night, he thinks he's scored. Nope. She wants him to take photographs of her boyfriend's car for his birthday. Ouch, Peter. Ouch. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy's so invisible in high school. Two kids are making it on top of his locker, not missing a beat as he forces open the door to get a book. Wow. Just how much of an invisible geek is this guy? My Lord. Anyway. Outside he goes to meet Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone. She's 24, playing 16. My god, she's a bookworm, super smart, super smart even, and popular. And boom, Peter does in love. He takes her pick without her knowing, creepy much. Mm-hmm. He then hears and sees a fight starting, so runs up to try to stop it. It's Flash picking on Gwen's little brother. Okay then, what a fucking dickhead as this Flash Thompson is. Picking at somebody who is much shorter and smaller than he is, the fucking asshole. Flash screams at Peter to take a picture of his latest conquest little nerd. He refuses to do so, so Flash punches him twice and then kicks him in the balls. And then kicks him in the guts, I mean, really? Hmm. Gloating like a small dick jock that he is, Gwen puts this knuckle dragger in his place, saying, Isn't he due for some special ed like uh, tutoring from her because he's a fucking idiot and is behind? And she hates the fact that he's a fucking knuckle dragging twat. But there we have that one. See, this is what's wrong with American high schools. It's all about the athletic prowess. Fuck the smart people that don't make no money. Nope, the jocks do. I mean, never mind this guy is a high school quarterback who is dumber than a bag of rocks. Uh, this straight-A student will have to tutor him, read him, read the, the straight-A student doing his fucking homework for him. 
And this idiot jock gets all the flame, the flame, the fame and glory of it all. I mean, Jesus Christ. Then he gets a free ride through high school, possibly college, until he blows a knee and the world slaps across the face. Next thing he knows, he's bagging food in Kmart. Too much? I never can tell. <laughs> and it was of the door. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Dejected. Uh, dejected even, beaten and bruised, Peter pulls himself from the floor and heads to class. Here Gwen tells him it was sweet of him but stupid to stop this fight, but it was sweet of him. She then tells him to go and see the nurse. He may have a head injury. Yeah, love, from two punches in the jaw and a kick in the balls. I highly doubt that. I mean, hmm. She doesn't even know his fucking name, even though he's been sitting behind her for months, if not years, in English. Wow, love, vain much. So anyway, at home, Aunt May notices Peter's face, even though it was just a punch to the guts. Actually, a kick to the guts, rather, and a punch to the jaw, so... Mm. He lies to her, saying he fell off his skateboard. Uncle Bender walks in with a waterlogged box of his bowling trophies, telling Peter to help him save the basement. It's the chest freeze that's leaking, I think. I have no idea who gives a fuck, frankly. And here in the corner of the basement, Peter finds his dad's briefcase. So he takes upstairs to show Uncle Ben. And he tells Peter the story of the briefcase that Richard bought it when he was 19 from his mother, and then Aunt May tells Peter his dad had too many secrets and take it off the off the table and get it the fuck out of the site. So upstairs, uh, Peter rummages through the case as he finds a paper clipping of Peter's dad and Dr. Connors. Uncle Bain then claims he has no idea who the other guy is. Peter then takes the, the case upstairs for another closer look. That makes no sense, John. Well, who gives a fuck? Inside it, he pulls out an old Oscorp ID card, a calculator, and other bits and bobs, including a set of glasses, which Peter puts on. Really, mate? I mean, I get it. It's your dad's glasses, but that cannot be good for your eyes. I mean, hmm. Anyway, so inside a hidden pouch in the case, Peter finds an Oscorp file, and it has double zero. Decay algorithm written on it. Uncle Ben walks in telling Peter he's sorry he can't help him. However, Dr. Connors is a guy in a picture. Look him up. Also, he looks a lot like his dad wearing those ridiculous glasses. So with that, Peter bings, not Googles, but bings, Dr. Curtis Connors, finding out he is a genetic a research scientist working at Oscorp. Also, Peter's mum and dad died in a plane crash. Digging more into Dr. Connors, Peter finds out his mission statement is to make everyone the same, so no one feels left out. The fuck, that's almost Nazi thinking there, mate. If everyone is the same blonde, six-foot, blue-eyed, white person, then no one will feel like an outsider. Yes, mate, that's fucking Nazism. Jesus, jinkies, wow, movie, just motherfucking wow. Anyway. Cut to the CGI Oscorp building the next day. Peter just walks in and takes an intern job. Handy that. Even more handily, Gwen Stacy works there as a head researcher. Say it with me, folks, here. Lazy writing. Jesus, jinkies, that's lazy. Because a big multinational, multi billion dollar company is going to give a 16 year old girl 
or rather a 16-year-old, a head researcher role. Yeah, bollocks, she'd be making coffee. I'm sorry, but it's true. Anyway, Gwen starts her guided tour, as in walks Dr. Connor, played by Reese Evans, or whatever. He's the one-armed mad doctor obsessed with growing his arm back at all costs, tampering with DNA of various lizards. He asks his group of interns how he can grow back his arm, and only Peter gives the correct answer of cross-species genetic tampering. So, Doc Connors takes a notice of Peter. The others laugh off, but Doc Connors says, No, he's right! They are going to have to mix multiple species to, to grow his arm back, so, hmm. So Gwen continues the tour, showing the interns uh, their genetically altered tree of life thing, of, of all the genetically altered species that they have done, including spiders. While she pulls, pulls Peter aside, asking what the hell is he up to? He lies to her badly, as he stutters incoherently. So she tells him to follow the group, not to wander off. So what does he do? Why wander off? Bumping into uh, head scientist Dr. Ratha, played by Ifran Khan. And this is all sorts of Jurassic World. Genetic engineer species, a mad doctor running experiments that no one knows about, and a billionaire no longer in control of his own company. Bad CGI, laser writing, and a forced love story. Yeah, this is Jurassic World. <clears throat> anyway, Pete notices the doctor dropped a double a file with a double zero on it, so he follows him to a secret laboratory with a biocode. Yet somehow Peter breaks in to find a room full of genetically altered spiders. Here he is bitten by one of them. Also, in here Peter notices a super strong webbing invented by Oscorp. I've got to see, are not bad movie. Twenty minutes in, and we have. Met all the players, Spider-Man got his powers, and the bad guy has told us his plan. Just a pity, this is a two hour and ten minute long minute movie in an instant. I mean, Jesus Christ. So in his office, Dr. Connors tells Dr. Rather his genetic experiments fail time and time again. He just cannot crack Richard Parker's code. Speaking of Parker, Gwen catches Peter leaving the lab and tosses him out on his ass. Cut to Peter taking the subway home. While on it, a group of thugs try to mug him and hear his spider powers kick in. With super agility, sticky hands and super strength, he quickly kicks their asses. And this fight scene is all sorts of slapstick as Peter gets his hands stuck on a metal pole so he accidentally hits the thugs with it as he panics and swings it around wildly. Rami would have had much more fun in this movie with this bit, but how we have that one. So getting off the train, Peter runs home, and he is late, as Aunt Ben, Aunt Ben, Aunt May and Uncle Ben are waiting up for him. Pete pulls a fire of midair, and he starts to sweat profusely. Ben thinks he's on drugs, and May thinks it's just hormones. Yeah, I love that, how that one works. Anyway, so Pete carb loads, carb loads even, and heads up to his bedroom. In his bedroom, Peter notices a spider crawling over the place. And then he notices a spider web on his neck. He pulls it and finds a long dead spider still attached. Nope, nope, and nope. Fuck that. <clears throat> Moving on, 
why doesn't he have organic webbing? If he has the genetically altered, yeah, if he has been genetically altered since birth or even before birth, then this thing sparked off his, I don't know, his powers. Why not have organic webbing instead of using Oscop webbing? Hmm. And what exactly is Oscop using this webbing for? Next morning, Peter's powers fuck up his morning. As his super strength breaks uh, his alarm clock, his sticky fingers mess up his bathroom by sticking the, what is it, the uh, tap to this, the, the sink's tap, whatever the fuck it is, the tap to the fucking water, sticks his fingers because he's a tit. So he he's pulls the door off the hinges, not malarkey, it's not, it's like, oh god. This is all very X-Men Origins Wolverine, but done badly. Stunned, Peter sits on his bed, twitching and fucking, I don't know, he's acting like a spider here. And jumping at every little thing, like a fucking strung out junkie, but moving on. Peter then bings spiders and spider bites, and it looks up the double O, or final solution in a chemistry book. Okay. With that, he heads to Dr. Connors and hands over a multi-million dollar formula slash idea not very smart there pete i mean hmm connor's explains the genetic research was all richard parker and he was riding his coattails for years he's then hunts last chance of oscorp he needs a breakthrough immediately and here it is on his lap handily peter just hands it over on a silver platter like a fucking moron cue the two of them testing out on mice not before peter puts flash in his place back in school by dunking on his ass at a basketball court making a fool out of the dumb jock. Pete then gets in trouble for this, oh yes, and he smashed at the backboard of the hoop by, I don't know, he was doing super jumping over the place like a fucking idiot, moving on. Uncle Ben is secretly pleased that Peter stuck for himself but can't show it. He's also pissed he got pulled out of work. Hmm telling Peter, this is about revenge then, you little asshole sort of thing. Anyway, <clears throat> after thoroughly embarrassing Pete to Gwen by telling her he's his parole officer and has her picture on his PC. Kira, he just walks away telling Peter to collect Aunt May from her job uh, later that night, at 9pm I think it was. Peter awkwardly asks Gwen out and it's a date. On top of the world, Peter heads to the docks to use as a skate ramp, messing around testing his newfound powers. And this goes on for far too fucking long, like five full plus minutes. This could have been cut down. Meanwhile, across town, Dr. Connors is showing off Richard Parker's handiwork, passing off as his own. Then they test the theory. Not before showing a device that can spread a toxin into the air with ease, which is more important for later. The tests go on and on and on. I would you know it, it works. Peter is elated, so it's on to animal testing. Wait a minute here, one test, then it's straight on to animal testing. Some doctor this guy is, I mean, for Christ, I'm Laser writing, as they have a three-legged mouse that becomes four when injected with the formula. Peter returns home to be chewed out by Uncle Ben. So May tries to say it's fine, she can walk 12 streets alone and cast it on the ground. She's a grown-ass woman of 60 fucking five, for crying out loud. 
Yet he's acting like she's a useless old woman of 95. She's a fucking nurse. Hello? She's perfectly capable of doing shit herself, you sexist old fucking git. Anyway, Peter's enough of this shit and walks out mid-rant, slamming the door behind him and smashing the door's window. Uncle Ben runs out after him, but Pete is long gone. Ah yes, here it is, the with great power comes great responsibility speech. Kinda, I don't give a shit frankly. Ben searches the streets for Pete, but he's hiding, sulking under the rail tracks, or the underground tracks, the fuck it is. Cue the stupid, you can't afford your milk scene, as Pete is short by two cent. So the fat douchebag refuses to serve him. A guy behind him robs the place, but Pete just stands there, how does it happen? Until he hears gunfire and Uncle Ben has been shot by the guy. Now, for revenge, Peter uses his powers to hunt down this guy. Now, see, Uncle Ben should get his nose out of this. Uh, he might have, maybe would have, could have not been gunned down. I mean, who grabs a robber's gun? And I think that's who, for fuck's sake, get the hell away from the guy with a gun, you fucking moron. Anyway, next day at school, everyone is giving Peter the side eye. It flashes up to tell him he's sorry about the death of Dunko, as Peter holds him against the locker, nearly choking the life out of the jock. As he lifts him clean off the floor, as Gwen watches it stunned from afar. She then tries to hug Peter, but Peter has none of it and walks off in a mood. Because that's all he is, a mopey little shit. I mean, hmm. Later at night, the hunt begins for the gunman. Peter stops mugging his left, right and centre, beating up guys until one screams, Ass in your face, kid! So Peter designs an outfit and hides his face. These outfits are more and more ridiculous as the movie goes on. Peter orders a webbing from Oscorp. Where the fuck did the money come from? Until he has ordered the final full body Spider-Man suit again. Where the fuck did the money come from? I mean, mm, this thing cannot be cheap. Weeks later, we finally meet Captain Stacy. Played by Dennis Leary. He is Gwen Stacy's father. As the press are hounding him for information on this masked vigilante, calling him Spider-Man. Constitution says there's no thing as Spider-Man as a guy's dumped in spider-webbing. Oh yes, and I forgot to mention, Peter Parker made his swipe shooters out of old watches. As you do. Anyway, cue point of view whip swing as Pete tests out his shiny new suit. Later that night, Peter stops a carjacker by whipping him to the wall. All the while throwing out quips and one-liners. This is what Maguire was missing. Quips and one-liners. Anyway, the cops show up and almost shoot Spider-Man, who runs away, or rather swings away, into the night. Captain Stacy is so pissed that Spider-Man got away, he orders his cops to shoot on sight. So Pete returns home to a pissed-off Aunt May. She thinks he's on drugs, as Pete has turned into a cocky, mean, selfish, devil-may-cry asshole. Hmm, maybe May breaks down, telling him she can't sleep at night, as she's worried about him, that his secrets, and indeed his father's secrets, will kill him eventually. Hmm. Next day, Dr. Connors sells Dr. Rather on the cross-species formula, claiming it was all his work, not Peter's or indeed Richard Parker's. Dr. Rutherford tells him to do human trials stat. Try using disabled army vets 
Mm. In disgust, Dr. Connor walks off until Ruther blackmails him, saying he will tell Peter of the Parker's murder case. Connor still refuses to do so, so he fires him on the spot and takes the serum to Norman Osborne, who we never actually see, so hmm. So with no choice, Connors tests it on himself, turning himself into a seven-foot crocodile, calling himself Doc Croc. Meanwhile, at school across town, Gwen asks Peter out for dinner that night. And where the fuck did this one come? She barely knew his name not two to three weeks earlier. Now she wants him bad. She must love the bad boy then. Hmm. Later, Peter Dawson creeps his way into Gwen's bedroom, saying he took the fire escape as the doorman refused to let him in because he looked like a punk with skater. The two share an awkward moment. And I've got to say here, cut, 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 cut. These two have no fucking chemistry. Even though they're dating in real life, they have no fucking chemistry. Cut this shit down. This is the whole Twilight shit I'm talking about. Cut this crap the fuck out. Anyway, in walks Captain Stacy to finally stop this lovey-dovey bullshit. Over a really awkward dinner, Peter defends Spider-Man's actions to Captain Stacy. And this thing gets pretty heated, so Peter then just runs off. Gwen follows him to the roof where he stutters and mumbles shit to her while twitching like a fucking nervous chihuahua. Why does she want him? He's acting like a fucking junkie. Jesus Christ, I mean... Mm. He finally spits it out. Rather, he shoots it out and tells uh, her he is Spider-Man. He webs her up and the two kiss. Meanwhile, on a Brooklyn Bridge, Doc Croc is going on a rampage to kill Dr. Rather, tossing cars away like fucking used tissues. Spider-Man shows up just in time to save Dr. Rather as Doc Croc has thrown his limo off the bridge. And i got to say, I hate this design for Doc Croc and the CGI Spider-Man and this ridiculous suit. It looks beyond cheap. Doc Croc looks like a fucking Goomba from Super Mario Brothers. And Spider-Man is too shiny and that suit is ugly as fuck. I mean, hmm. So, I mean, Doc Croc gets away as Spider-Man rescues a small boy trapped in a car. He takes off his mask to tell the kid he's fine. I'm just a teacher. Just do what I tell you to do. And saves him. Swing off to be a hero to New York. Meanwhile, in the sewer, Doc Croc turns back into Connors. i got to say, for a mad doctor, he isn't very fucking smart. A sewer is hardly a fucking place to have a makeshift lab, is it? I mean, hello. It's supposed to be style genetics you're using here, so I mean, for crying out loud, so... Hmm. Next morning, splashed all over the news, Gwen Stacy issues a arrest warrant for Spider-Man, saying he is a menace to society and need a menace to the city. So he is this movie's Triple J, then. Or J. Jonah Jameson. I didn't even mention this movie, by the way, so... Later at school, Peter shows Gwen his spider. And then he tells her he loves his new powers. As I said, he comes across here as a cocky, arrogant little son of a bitch. She tells him to run and hide from Doc Croc, but Peter says, nope, he can handle the croc. So he heads to Oscorp to see Connors, but he's gone. Fired! No, wait, he isn't. He tells Peter not to snoop as he has fired his entire team. Hmm. He's working on a super secret project, you see. Mm-hmm. Here, he and Peter play a cat and mouse game. Pete asks how to catch a lizard, whereas Doc Croc 
It goes on about a new dominant species in New York, i.e. him, as he warns Peter off. So Doc Croc leaves Peter, and here Peter spots the former three-legged mouse has now turned to a half-lizard, half-mouse, eating the other mice. Okay, that's a genetic freak then. Hmm. He knows Doc Croc is dangerous and unstable and must stop him. So Peter runs to tell Captain Stacy of Dr. Connors to warn him he is Doc Croc. But of course Stacy doesn't want to listen because he's a fucking arrogant twat. Think Triple J with a gun and a badge. Saying there's a dinosaur running around the streets of New York? Okay then. So it's down to Pete and Gwen to stop Doc Croc. As he's Pete dies, spots lizards crawling down into the sewer via the subway. Down he goes as Spider-Man to track Doc Croc's lair as he takes a camera to snap a picture of him for reasons. Meanwhile, in his makeshift lab, Dr. Connors monologues to a camera as Peter spins uh, his trap and he just waits for it. Connors says to him that, says to the camera rather, that he has to double the, 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 um, the serum Ross Malarkis injects himself and makes himself twice as large, twice as smart and twice as strong, also twice as fast and mean. Spider-Man's trap works as he snaps a picture. Too bad Doc Croc gets the camera and beats the absolute fuck out of Spider-Man. And Peter being a dumb idiot puts his name on the camera. So it is on! Doc Croc knows Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Pete is hurt in his struggle, so runs to Gwen for help in his suit. She says he is hurt and tries to bandage him up by taking off the top part of his suit and BOOM! She's a lust! Because he's all muscled and beefed up. No, malarkey. Anyway, the two kiss and Peter wants her, but she cop blocks him, saying she wishes her dad wasn't a cop. Okay then. Peter then tearfully, tearfully tells her he made Doc Croc, so it's down to him to stop him, and stop him he must. By the way, I love the fact Pete is hurt, yet he still wants Gwen. Gotta love a 17-year-old horned-up boy. Wait, that sounded wrong, but moving on swiftly. <clears throat> in the sewer, Doc Croc has gone insane and puts his plan into place to turn all of New York into lizard people. Therefore, everyone will be the exact same and there will be no outcasts and no bullying. Hmm, good idea in theory, but not in practice. I mean, hmm. First thing he has to do is kill Spider-Man. So he injects himself with another double dose as he crawls into the high school to take on Peter. And cue a ridiculous CGI fight, which is a mess. Also, spot Stan Lee as the old librarian. By the way, this fight goes on for about fucking 10 minutes and it is all sorts of CGI monstrosity. Spider-Man then falls defeated to Doc Croc into the sewers, finding his makeshift lab, and here he finds out his plan to gas the city, turning all the humans into half-human, half-lizards. Captain Stacy gets his SWAT team to gun down the lizard. Too bad he's bulletproof! Also, he turns them into lizards by using a gas canister. Okay then. So he makes his way to Oscorp Tower as he tries to set off the gas to to use that machine thing I said earlier to fire off his gas across the city. Handily, Gwen is there to help Peter out as she mixes antidotes 
Okay then, lazy writing. Too bad, Captain Stacy has ordered his men to shoot Spider-Man on the spot. So Spider-Man is shot in the leg. So that's the news. The cranes of the city to swing to Oscorp. Luckily, the little boy he saved earlier is the son of the unions of all recruit officers in the city. And they help Spider-Man out. Say it with me here. Lazy writing. And this is goddamn motherfucking ridiculous. I almost walked out of the cinema 10 years ago watching this. And I almost looked at the disc and took it the fuck out watching this. This is terrible. Spidey sprays his whipping on his wound, which heals him. How? It's a fucking super strong, what the hell it is, nano string. Oh my god. He swings off to stop Doc Croc. Yet more point of view swinging. Gwen is in the um, Oscorp labs and she handles the antidote. But then she gets attacked by Doc Croc. Somehow she's outside in a matter of seconds. The fuck is happening here? Anyway, she hands it to her dad and she runs off in a police car. Spidey makes it to the Oscorp roof and tries to stop Doc Croc but fails and cue another ridiculous CGI fight and this fucker goes on for about 5 minutes. Doc Croc gets the best of Peter destroying his web shooters. See, if it was organic that wouldn't actually happen so hmm. He almost chokes him to death with his tail until Captain Stacy shoots a pipe with liquid nitrogen which freezes the Doc the doc's tail, so he shoots him with his shotgun. So Peter uses the rest of the, uh, what is it, oxygen? Hell, it's fucking the gas. That's what I'm looking for. To freeze the, the crocodile as Gwen Stacy, oh, Gwen Stacy, Captain Stacy blows off pieces of the croc as it's now frozen solid using the pump action shotgun. Captain Stacy hands Peter the antidote and tells him to get up the fucking tower. He has this thing. So Spider-Man puts the antidote in the last second and changes Back to SWAT team and Doc Croc as he saves the city. Too bad, not before Doc Croc kills Captain Stacy by running him through with his gigantic claws. Even though he's wearing a bulletproof vest, moving on swiftly. The antidote, antidote works instantly and Doc Croc falls from the tower to his death. Captain Stacy dies in Peter's arms, not before making him promise to leave Gwen alone and not to put her in any danger. So Peter returns home, beaten and bloodied, to Aunt May and the two hug. Days later, at a rainy funeral, well, it was a rainy funeral, hmm, of Captain Stacy, Peter breaks up with Gwen. Tearfully, he tells Aunt May he has no good for her. As he listens to an old voicemail of Uncle Ben's, as he left on his phone, Peter finds a Spider-Man logo, on a, out for a walk on a street corner and he gloats. As in school, Flash hits on Peter while wearing a Spider-Man logo t-shirt as at night, Spider-Man swings into action as credits roll. On to an end credit scene of Dr. Connors in jail. Wait, did he fall to his death? Hmm. Setting up the Sinister Six as Dr. Norman Osborn comes out of the shadows telling him, did you tell the boy the truth about his father? As credits continue rolling. So it was amazing Spider-Man. Slow, bloated and dull. The pacing is fucking shot to hell. With way too much lovey-dovey bullshit. And all Peter does is mope and cry. And I had enough of it by fucking the hour mark.
Not enough action for a superhero movie. The CGI is piss poor and the plot is just dull. Ultimately, I couldn't care what the fuck happened. I'm going to go sing the same thing I gave it 10 years ago. 3 out of 10. Still come back next week as I look at Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then the rest of the months for the MCU Spidey. August is Poltergeist. September is James Bond movies. October is Occult movies. November is Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And December is Disney Ember. Milk at Disney movies. Anyway, thank you for listening. Now don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter. Now go check out one of my hundreds of other podcasts. Uh, bye.